I'm back, baby. How's it going? What's up? Guess who else is here? The G-Spot. G-Spot. Who can find me? What's up, pal? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing swell. I'm doing swell. Hope everyone at home is as well. Welcome to Requiem for Tuesday. I am your boy, Adam Pecora. Welcome back. Uh, Doing this one a little late. Try to be pretty good about the timing here usually, but as Tim Dillon would say, the show's free, so shut up. All right. Well said. Same day, you know, good enough. That's how, I, that's, that's how I'm looking at this one. On or before. Because um, if you weren't familiar, if you're not already in tune, we did, and by we I just mean me, a video special edition episode of Requiem for Tuesday on the RFAT YouTube channel, live from New York City, Sin City. City of brotherly love. The City of Lights. City. Oh, too late. You missed it. It's hard. It is hard to do it, it on the like fly. feels like we spent all the good, because the good ones are actually New York. All the ones. <laughs> yeah, they have the best names. Yeah, the it's Big tough. Apple, the city that never sleeps. Or is that is that also Vegas? The city that never sleeps. I think a few cities get that moniker, but it is New York. Most cities are. They're not very sleepy. <laughs> not so. a lot of tired people. Yeah. So I feel like you, know, you can say that for But um, yeah, go check that out. Uh, not a lot of people did so far, so please do. You know? It's pretty rad. Slow, slow ride. It you know, looks pretty good. Tried to do a good job with it. It almost didn't happen, to be honest with you, because, so I'm editing it, so, you know, you have to record the audio like this, so it doesn't sound like shit, you know, and just do your phone, you know, I just record it with my phone, 4K, you know, I'm not buying a camera. No way, no how. I already got one, so. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be redundant. (laughs) Yeah, come on. And uh, so I line up the audio and the video, syncs up, I skip around to make sure it's all good, make sure my lineup was decent. Good, 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 good. Then randomly, and then I'm just like, okay, let me just check the end. You know, you check a couple spots. It's in sync. I go to the end, way off. I'm like, what? Like bad dubs, like like you're talking and then the words. Yeah, yeah, like the timing is just way off. Like it's not lined up with my movements at all, and it's very jarring. Like not even remotely close. So it's like, how did this happen? So I made sure, again, went back to the beginning, super lined it up, like as carefully as I possibly could. Go to the end. It's still fucked up. But then I go to like 40 minutes in, and I just kept winding it down. So then I just found a spot. There's an audio glitch in the episode. So the audio file, is that's why it's jumping. It had one little part where, like, I don't know, I must have kicked the cord or something. And just glitched for a little second. Throws off the video, though, completely. So I was like, dude, I'm going to abandon this. I can't figure out the problem. Eventually I did. Product is there. think it looks great. Very proud of it. Go check it out. Uh, Arfat YouTube channel. Linked in the description below. Along with everything else, the merch, rfet.bigcartel.com, music, all below, all below. Go check it out. It's all great stuff. All great stuff. Whew. Tote bags, tote bags and pens, pens and coasters and stuff. We got stuff. Is that copyright? Maybe, I don't know. The way that, because I spoke with Justice yesterday. He'll finish season one eventually, so microwave minutes. Or more. Yeah. Kind of a weird way to do a season. I like his approach. It's been new. <laughs> Very unique. It's a hot take. Yeah. Talk about a cliffhanger. Uh, but a pi- yeah. He's a pioneer. Coming. Yeah. That guy. He's something. He's something. Space Cake's the maintenance guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, we're going to be a little late on this first topic, I think. Because we're behind the ball. We're a little behind the ball because of the New York expenditure in between. Expedition. What's an expenditure? Money. I spent money. Well, it's both then. Yeah. You added. Doesn't make me incorrect. No, I was adding. All right. Yes, and. Ah, you were not doing that, though. Don't yes, and me. Fuck improv. That shit's corny. I don't yes, and anybody. It's still a good formula. No, it isn't. Especially for. No, it isn't. Positivity is not a solution. It's false hope. It's no good. Don't like it. Moving on. I'm a monster. <laughs> Point take. Anyway. Hit me, baby. We missed the Oscars. We did the Oscar nomination show. We didn't do the Oscar recap show. Head ass. See, the thing was, I was like, I, I knew that I'd be able to fill the time with my tales 
and complaints of travel. Yes. So I figure I save the goods for when we're back in the studio. Listen to this beautiful audio quality. You're not going to get any audio glitches in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Not a chance. You know? We don't kick cables around here. You, well, you know what's funny? I apologized for the audio at the end of the episode, not even knowing about the glitch. So it all just worked out. It just doesn't sound as good. Because here I am, back in my multi-million dollar Dr. Dre envious level home studio. Anyway, I'm the Oscars. I'm in a jacuzzi right now. The Oscars. They happened. People were mad, as always. Angry. See, the thing is, like, the Oscars are like a lose-lose thing. Like, everybody's mad basically no matter what. Damned if you do. Damned but, because, <laughs> I mean, it's strictly, you know, if you love one thing and you, like, really want it to win, that's going to fuck your shit up. And, you know, there's always the big diversity problem. Every time. Every time. And it's a big, you know, it's ironic. Like what? It's a tricky situation. You know what I mean? Tread carefully. If it's it's very tricky. The, it clearly was not equal for a very, very long time, and they are now making an effort to try to do that, and that's great. But then it's like, if the person you in your specific group that you're backing to be boosted doesn't win, then they're offensive again. Still. It's like, well, no. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. they can't win every time. Yeah. Then that's not an award show either. You know what I mean? Like, it's tricky. Yeah. I mean, unless you just, unless you just truly believe that they should win every time because they are the best, and then there's clearly something <sighs> off. But if you're saying yeah, you're yeah, best, yeah, which was the problem the before, though. That was the problem before. Yes. So it's like... And then the the pushback is like, well, shouldn't we just balance it out? And it's like, well, the white people now don't want to balance it out because then they see the in, the imbalance. They're like, well, that's not fair to us now. And it's like, well, we're juggling balls here. Yeah, awards are kind of. It can't be fair. Yeah, it can't be fair to anybody. The whole thing is just fucking some random people's opinion anyway, who just happen to be grandfathered into this crazy job at the fucking. What is it? The, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences? It's like a bunch of stoic Italian men or something weird. Jews. Constantly on horses. Yeah, like it's it's a weird thing. So And they wear like those like plague doctor masks. Everything about them is very weird and combative and it's just promoting Weirdness. Weirdness. Yeah. It's not good. Because they're weird. Mm-hmm. Because you don't really, you always think you know who's going to win what or what type of movie in general. Like, mm -hmm. oh, this has the broad strokes, a quote unquote Oscar movie. And then sometimes that happens to the cake and the Oscar, the most Oscar movie wins everything. And then sometimes, boom, they just like throw shit at the fan. You never, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll, we'll it's always a wild there. affair. And also this one. They held it in the fucking train station in L.A. Steven Soderbergh did it, and it was like a whole wild thing. You know, a good effort. They finally tried to switch it up and do a cool thing. But they're they're very big on, like, not having a host now. So not one designated host? They just pass the mic a lot? Yeah. Just because whoever hosts it is immediately Hitler to everybody on Earth. Oh, so yeah, okay, we need to flood the stage with Hitler so that yeah. one guy doesn't get hit. Like when they long. announced they announced Kevin Hart as the host and then he got fired because of stuff from his stand up routine. Oh. Which is why he got hired. Yeah. You know? Because he's a But then they're like, look at this joke he made. Isn't he a like they're like, look at this joke that we found. And it was like in his biggest Netflix special. That like blew him up in like yeah. 2010. After a lot of digging, we and it's found like, yeah, I loved that joke. It was hilarious. And you did too. Up and until now, like and now yesterday. So yeah, that was a big controversy when that happened, and that was really stupid. Um, and then he got in trouble for like not being sorry or something. I don't know. Whack. Yeah. Get in trouble for he was, not being. He sorry. was supposed to be sorry for the thing that made his career. It's like okay. Yeah, it's not. Let's go through the list now. Because we got bigger things to talk about than the Oscars. Frankly, they weren't that interesting. Not a lot of movies like we talked about. Um, I'll go from the bottom of the Wikipedia list up. Best visual effects, Tenet. That was kind of a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. 
any like smart use of CGI that's not very explicit, that's going to win. Like Godzilla Inception. versus King Kong, not going to win. Unless there's zero competition. Godzilla vs. King Kong, fun movie, though. Well, here's the, well, regardless of that, probably is the best CGI. You would the whole good. movie CGI is basically an animated movie, yeah, was, was the thing I said on, on one of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it just wouldn't win the Oscar. For, it just isn't that type of thing. I didn't think movies like that would. Weird, visual effects is a thing where it has to win like artistically. Like I knew Blade Runner 2049, that was a lock when that came out. Yeah, because that was... Because it's minimal visual. The visual effects enhance the movie. They're not part of... They're not the plot of the movie. Yeah, they're not the main character. Yeah, yeah if that makes sense. So it's I, I kind of knew Tenet was going to win. And also Tenet was up against the one and only Ivan. Never heard of it. Mulan... Heard it was a train wreck. Definitely didn't watch it. Have no interest. It was outrageous. I saw it. I'm sure. The Midnight Sky also seemed like a train wreck. Uh, I don't know. I. It was like George Clooney's newest movie he directed or whatever. Yeah. Oh, directed and it. then Love and Monsters. Never heard of it. I think he stars in it too. Love and Monsters. I almost watched that. It was like um um, I saw it. I almost watched it. Love and Monsters. I just looked at the poster. It looks horrific. I can't believe you would even consider. Well, that, that uh, upon closer inspection <laughs> is when I didn't watch it. Best film editing. It really, could, it definitely should not have gone to Trial of Chicago Seven, which was nominated, and I don't know why the movie sucked, but it went to Sound of Metal, which I didn't see. Supposed to be good. Good for you. Tight. Uh, costume design. Mo Rainey's Black Bottom, which is we'll get to that, but that's the. That's the controversial movie. Anyway, oh. based on a play set in a time thing, I thought that that was going to go to Mank, probably, I think I said. You did. Probably should have. I don't know. I don't really care. Who cares about that? I agree. Not this year, anyway. There are years when I've been passionate about the costume design, but not this year. So that's fine. Good for them. <clears throat> based on a play, you know, you figure the play people, they get the best costumes. Yeah. Because that's why it also won makeup and hairstyling. Makes sense. Now, cinematography went to Mank. Called that one. That was easy. All day. I mean, that movie's beautifully shot. Absolutely beautifully shot. I ripped it off for my New York special. (laughs) Not really. It's just black and white. I'm proud of you. Thanks. Best production design also goes to Mank. Naturally. Probably could have saw that coming, too. Same thing. Period piece thing. Some of these are a domino effect. Best sound. Sound of metal. Who would have guessed? Me, probably, based on words. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a pick for a thing like that. I don't really know how you would even gauge that. Yeah, what what are you looking for Yeah, when you're looking for that? Yeah. Uh, best original song, Judas and the Black Messiah? Okay, good. Tight. Good. That was a good song. Uh, the rest of them, you know. Again, most of these, it's just like, I have no idea. Most people don't have any idea. This was like the lowest rated Oscars in like... Basically history, I think. Cool. There's just not a lot of interest. Um, nobody saw any movies, and movies have never been less important, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, I think next next year, though, who knows? Maybe two years from now is when the Oscars will really pop back up, because it's not like this is a big movie year. It's already yeah. fucking almost half over. It's safe to say there will be an Oscars comeback. It's gonna yeah. When movies Maybe not pop. even two years, but... Yeah, yeah it'll within back. three or four years, there's going to be hella movies with a lot of artistic merit that are really going to bring it back. And they're they're talking about shit. City's going to open two months from today. Bada bing. You know, your boy's getting vaxxed. Second dose, couple days. Vax daddy. I'm the vax daddy. And I'm excited about it. I'm ready to spit. It just, uh, in any direction. Any direction. I'm going to spin and spit. That's what I'm going to do all day. Misting. I'm ready to not be afraid of making eye contact with people anymore. Oh, I was afraid already. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, original score. So this was fun. It goes to Soul, which... I think we said it was going to happen because it was predicted. I wanted it to just go to Mank. But, so Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross nominated twice. They were basically guaranteed to win. And then they won. Clutch. Good for them. They're the best. Animated short film, no idea. Live action short film, 
uh, what's it called? Even less information. Two distant strangers. Actually, uh, Van Lathan was a producer on that. He's like the TMZ guy who yelled at Kanye West. Really? Yeah. So he got an Oscar. He also does shit at the Ringer. He's funny. I like That's him. Cool man. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, cool concept too. It's I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I don't know how to see it. That's probably the problem. And I don't want to pay to see it. So if that's how you have to see it, I'm not gonna. But uh, <laughs> it's Groundhog Day, but for a black guy. So at the end of the day, he keeps getting killed by a cop, and he can't figure out how to fix it. No matter oh, what he does. I want to see that. I'll pay yeah, to see that. Sounds great, right? We could split it. No. Or I'll pay, and you could watch it with me. Nope. All right. Short film free. <laughs> Short film, no fee. <laughs> Nobody's paying to watch my shit. Anyway, <laughs> best documentary short subject. Even less interest. Documentary feature, Octopus Teacher called it. It was the Netflix trend. Everybody fell in love with it. I didn't watch it. Octopus Teacher. Yeah, oh, you would cry. You, you soft little man. Octopus? You're a soft little man. No, the octopus is the teacher. Is it an animated thing? Or is it's it about a an documentary, octopus? my friend. It just sounds so ridiculous that I the man learns from the octopus. Yeah, they can get themselves out of jars. They're super smart. I want to watch this now. See, yeah. it won the I Oscar will. for best documentary. I, mean, I will. It's going to be a good film. You will cry. Yeah, I know what happens. You'll cry. Can we say it? No. Okay. You're gonna watch it and cry. Can you tell me after? No. Damn. No spoilers. How dare you ask me to betray? I just, it's important to me to know the ending. Best international feature film. Nobody gives a fuck <laughs> about it. Why? Because nobody gives a fuck. Because it, there's no parasite this year and we're not being woke about the category anymore. Uh, what's the title? Another round. It's a Danish movie. Oh, white people made it, so nobody a Danish cares. Danish movie. Uh, <laughs> so you eat it for breakfast. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm sure it's a great film, but it's just like uh, nobody. There was no big breakout one. Like there was Roma a couple years ago from Netflix. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was like nominated for best picture, just like Parasite was too. Like they were so big. Whereas like this one, they just stuck to their own category. No knock on them, actually. Uh, <clears throat> but oh, yeah, never heard of any of these. Who knows? Animated film, Soul. I mean, there was no question. Mm-hmm. There was no question. Adapted screenplay, The Father. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care about any of these either. A lot of doll. A lot of dolls. And here's the thing. I'm sure these movies are good, but it's like, I don't want to watch The Father because The Father is about a man getting Alzheimer's. It's like, great. Wow, what an adventure. You know, it's just not what we need right now. I don't go out of my way to watch bummers. That's what I'm saying. If this year has done anything to me, I'm out on the bummers. Out. Yeah, I'm bloated. I'm to the knees. Life's been a bummer. For real now. I thought it always was. It wasn't. (laughs) It's Mm. bummer now. So I want fun. Give me fun. You know? Yes. Let Andy Samberg make a movie again. Please. It'll be fun. Hot Rod was rad. Well, didn't you see Palm Springs? I did. Well, that was more that was more of what I was talking about in a more recent thing. But yeah, Hot Rod was good. Yeah. But I was thinking, yeah, you know, because a feel-good classic like that would be nice, too. Absolutely. Well, we got to, somebody needs to let Seth Rogen make more movies again. <coughs> Best Supporting yes. Actress. Oh, it was the chick from Minari. That's right. That was a big deal. That was the big win. I forgot about that. Um, That's good. I mean, there was no real... I thought Amanda Seyfried was going to win for Manx. She really did deserve it. But, you know, the other chick, I'm assuming, did too, seeing as how she won. Right? Can't complain. Again, this is a year when no matter what, like, I'm not that passionate about any of them. Even the ones where I'm like, that was so good... Like, there are certain years where a thing is, this is how I get hooked on them. It's not like I've seen every nominee almost ever in a category. That's just hard to have happened. Yeah. And I don't see, well, I don't seek that out. It's easy to do if that's your goal. But there, the only times I'm, like, really passionate is, like, when I'm, like, that was so good that, like, there's no way another movie this year has better cinema. Like, with Mank, there's, like, there's definitely not a movie with better cinematography this year. I don't have to check. 
Yeah, hands down. Like, you know what I mean? Just like on site, that wins. So like if it would have lost, I'd be like, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, because you had your heart you know? set on it. Well, and it was like a thing like 1919 or whatever that movie. 1918, whatever. 17, I think. There you go. That movie, everybody, because th- that was like an Oscar movie, right? So everybody thought that was a lock to win everything. It luckily didn't. But cinematography, Roger Deakins, it was a lock and it won. Bada thing boom. like that. Uh, but so, yeah, there was no thing like that this year. Um, ex- the closest thing would be Daniel Kaluuya, who I thought was unbelievable, and he did win. Nice. And I th- I'll get, I'll, we'll get to him, actually. I'm just going to leave that category to the side for right now. Actress Frances McDormand won again her third, like we said. Indie Meryl Streep. Bada boom. But actually, technically what she's done is more impressive than Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep has three Oscars, but one's a supporting. Frances has three leads. Ooh. That's the most potent Oscar you can get. It's a big deal. She's the only other... I think there's, like, Catherine Hepburn's the only other one. So basically zero remotely modern actresses have done it. Wow. Best actor. Okay, so this is where it got this is where it got crazy. Best actor went to Anthony Hopkins who wasn't there cuz he's an old man and he's on vacation. Amazing. Yeah. And Amazing. But so the controversy is everybody thought Chadwick Boseman rest in peace was going to win. Yeah. From what I hear, his performance was incredible and very deserving of winning. As was everyone's. Like, this isn't... So, everybody reacted like it was one of those big, how dare you, like, what a slap in the face, this is an embarrassing result, like, gaff that happens all the yeah. time. But it wasn't that. It was just a nice all-star kind of, anyone could have taken it. People overreacted, yes. Basically, because Chadwick Boseman sadly died. Which and is a reasonable reason to be upset. And the person who won was on vacation instead of being And there. he's an old white guy, which is who you, who is the enemy at the Oscars. Yes. And again, it's technically rightfully so. So it's hard to be like, that's bullshit that you would react that way. Like that reaction is based on, is justified based on years of the same result happening. Yeah. So it's hard to be like in this instance, because in this instance, yeah, it's not fair, but you know, overall, pretty fair reaction. Um, and it's a big if, but like if Chadwick Boseman, you know, is alive, not as big of an outrage. Quite yeah. simple. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that was such a lock and they threw it away. It's just like disappointing for fans in who are sad. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not, I'm not even really critiquing people for being upset. Well, that was my, my, see, my initial reaction is always to be like, is always to like look at it from the other way. So my initial reaction was, I'm mad at you people for being mad. Yeah. But then I took a step back, and it's like, well, you should probably... Like, I get it, but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But at least this time you can see where they're coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but good for Anthony Hopkins, you know? Anybody could have won. I wouldn't have been surprised if Gary Oldman won. Gary Oldman. He's awesome. <laughs> Your boy. And then the other shit went to Nomadland again, which I didn't see. Um, but the thing I was saying was, so the other part of the controversy is the, the well, not necessarily a controversy, but I, I like I told you, it was weird that Daniel Kaluuya and, why am I blanking on his name, my boy Lakeith Stanfield, there you go. were both nominated for supporting, even though they're the two stars of the movie. Oh, yeah. But I think it was because... This is just my theory. This probably doesn't even remotely make sense in how the show works. But my theory is they knew they were going to give one to Anthony Hopkins because the Oscars, the Oscars loves to give legacy awards. That's a big thing. So what? Like you, you get can... it because you're old and you didn't get enough. Like you, you know what I mean. You get passed over a bunch in the past, and then they basically give makeup awards. Again, yeah. he like, earned this sorry, award. I didn't do it for you earlier. Basically, um. So they knew he was going to get one, but Kaluuya was so good that they had to give him one, so they're like, let's put him in supporting. That's my theory. At least, you know. He got one. That matters more than him being in the wrong category. Because if he was in the wrong category and then still lost, it's like, well, all of this was dumb. 
Yeah, cause because then, then like, the nomination means less, and he didn't win it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd rather win Best Supporting than lose Best Actor, but if you're going to lose, you'd rather be in the lead actor category. Yeah, yeah, at least lose to a champ then. Exactly. Yeah. You want to lose the fucking... I was going to do a Rocky analogy, but I don't really like those movies or the character or know the character's name. So let's move on. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I always I always reference them wrong. Like I make up my own meaning. Yeah, I'm Rocky like, Polly. Uh, I don't know who Polly is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there is one. Isn't Polly the trainer guy? See, that's another reference. No, we're see, not doing it. We're not doing yeah, it. Yeah, no, I we're think, not doing it. I think his name's like Crispy or something. Like, it's yeah. like, a, like a dumb noun. It's like, <laughs> is not, that the guy who marries the robot? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm convinced one of those motherfuckers marries a robot. It does oh, happen. We, we right? looked it up. You were right. No, not Mary's. But there just they is had, one. It's a maid, and there's yeah. Like they have like the Jetsons robot. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, they're not married. People but yeah, look you at were me, like I'm from outer space. You were when right. I say that to some people. You, they're like, no. Well, they're not married, so that is wrong. But no, there is a robot. But even just the robot part, it, like <laughs> I made that. They face. think the whole thing is wrong. I made that face. And rightfully I, so. I absolutely I, thought we, that you were wrong. I was a child, and I saw it on television. Even I thought that was wrong. It's so stupid. That's why it stuck with me for so <laughs> it's long. It's so I've never stupid. Never seen the movie again. That's a lot of people's favorite. Remember, we looked it up. It's Rocky Four. Oh, that's the big. That's the. That's Ivan Drago. I would break you. Is that that one? Yeah. Cool. That's your boy. I guess. But I mean, I want to watch that. See that robot. At least I, I want to look up the robot scenes and just watch those. It's just like, I don't know, man. It was just supposed to be like, oh yeah, what a Ro- different Rocky's just got what a different time. Made money. Like this is what we want. Like that's what you used to think of when you thought of rich people. It was almost a nicer time. What a simpler time when you thought rich people just had robot maids and a good time. And Instead yeah, of like oppressing millions, they didn't have to walk from the fridge to the couch because <laughs> there was one of those tracks. When rich people weren't like scourging resources to build their lives and destroy the poor. Did you know the Jetsons and the Flintstones are technically happening at the same time? The Jetsons are just literally up in the sky above the n- no. nuclear apocalypse that is the Flintstones. Are you talking about the Jetsons meet the Flintstones movie? No, I'm talking about this weird fan theory I read. Oh, that, well, like, there's a crossover movie. And they either travel back in time or through a dimension. I don't remember what happens. I used to watch it every day for a brief period in my young childhood. Is it good? Amazing. I'm going to watch it. It's amazing. I like uh, when they put John Goodman as Fred Flintstone. That's one of those roles that is like, yeah, who better than? Yeah, that's a pretty good cast, I would say. Even Barney Rubble is one of the Baldwins. Yeah, that's not a good... That cast, was not good. that cast was not good. That movie is bad. Yes, the movie is bad, but John that, Goodman as those, Fred Flintstone, the, please. Those movies fall into that weird category of... How the fuck did we make this? Kind of, but of like weird half-parody, half-serious adaptations. Like, Yeah, we're totally joking. Unless you love this, we'll so, make five more. Well, no, not even like that. But like the Flintstones movies, the Scooby-Doo movies, the Brady Bunch movies, they're like... Half satirical. They're mocking the characters, but they're also actually playing the real characters and doing a real plot. And it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not a spoof. It's just but so it's, ridiculous. It's that not it's being got taken seriously. Vibes. Yeah, which is it's it's a niche category. But Matthew Lillard as Shaggy, another right on the nose. A hitter. He was unbelievable in Twin Peaks: The Return. Damn, unbelievable. He's the man. He breaks down. Into an unbelievable, like there's a scene where he's being interrogated and he breaks down. It's just harrowing. And then his head explodes. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty great. Pretty great. You can't stop him. No, you cannot. Zathura. Did you? Oh, yeah. Did you watch it? Let's get an update. I watched it. Tell us. Tell us all about it. It's awesome. I don't know if I was just in the right mood for a movie like that or what, but it is Jumanji in space, but not like so much so that you're like, oh, this is just Jumanji again. It's awesome. See, that was my theory, that it would be a Dark Horse really cool movie. It is. Like sci-fi version of Jumanji. That sounds great. Dax Shepard is perfect for that role. Like, um, there's there's a movie about time travel that's like Chronicle. It's called Project Almanac. It got shitty reviews because a Chronicle exists already, but it's like, it was cool as fuck. I love time travel, so I loved it. 
and it was really good. Project Almanac. Who's in that? Nobody. Oh wait, I'm th- oh sh- I'm thinking of a different movie. There was um, do you remember the show The League? Yeah. Uh, because I, I don't know anyone's names, but it's um. Oh no, what's her? What's her name? I know her name. Aub- Aubrey Plaza. Uh huh. And then one of the guys from the league. Safety not guaranteed. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. At not first. as good. No. No. Project Dominic's better. Yeah, but that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what was going through my head, and that's why I thought. But Chronicle. I like that movie a lot. Good movie. Yeah, only because I would love to wake up and be telekinetic too. Well, and so I would to love to wake up and discover time travel. Uh, it, even, so yeah, that's why I like Project Almanac better. But my point is, is that Project Almanac got shit on, but Chronicle was praised. But they're both like pretty equal in quality as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and they have a different so, stick. So why and not? So my, that was my theory with Zathra that it would like it probably wouldn't have like that generational grasp that Jumanji has because I don't know for whatever reason, I feel like that movie's important. It's about and, rich white kids. I don't know. It's hard. I mean, the house had to be pretty. No, big. I don't know. That kid like went through a lot. I'm just saying it was like for kids a who regular are divorce. kids who are dealing with stuff. They could kind of watch it and feel something. Anyway, I yeah. just feel like Zathra doesn't have that kind of impact. Robin Williams has impacts on children. That's his thing. Oh wait, were you saying Jumanji has a bigger impact? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I thought you were saying the other one had a bigger. No, impact. No, I'm saying so. No. That's the difference between the two that I would expect. But I bet in quality of movie they're similar. And that's yeah. why I think that like the modern Jumanji movies are blasphemous. But like Zathra, cool. You're pivoting. That's better. Yeah. I don't like that they're putting the name Jumanji on The Rock and Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's like that's bullshit. I should care more than I do about that because I watch those and well, because they're like so far from it that it's it is ridiculous. Like they're not okay, the but, same. But as kind of lame and ridiculous as. Jack Black, The Rock, and uh, Kevin Hart are how also pretty fucking chill are they? Like they're the coolest guys to be doing that lame stuff. No, I have no interest in seeing that movie. I don't know. I can. I don't like. See the. I don't like any of them. They are charming. They're all in too very generic. Jack Black, too much. Been sick of him. The Rock, he's in everything. Don't care. He can't play a character. He's not an actor. No. It's dumb. And the same thing with Kevin Hart. He's just Kevin Hart in every movie. We get it. So is Jack. Well, no, I can't say that. Jack Black kind of is, too. Again, I am sick of all three of them. None of them have any range at all, really. Yeah. Jack Black, when he was in Bernie, that was awesome. He played this, like, murderer guy. Yeah, you saw that movie? Yeah. Yeah. He's a good actor. It's one of those things. It's like a Jim Carrey thing. It's like, this guy's really talented. Why isn't he doing more? Adam Sandler. Like, yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. Get a little diverse, you know? Pick a different role, please. Anyway, that's not Jumanji. That's my point. Moving on. Those were the Oscars. They were whatever. Let's hope for better ones. We got more important things to talk about. We do. The 2021 NFL Draft. Now, let me tell you what draft day for me was a fucking roller coaster, Georgie boy. Oh, ups, downs, twist turns. Dude. (laughs) Barrel rolls. So I woke up. Like, okay, here we go. Here's the day. Let's get ready. Went about my day pretty much as normal. I was starting to get closer, so I more nervous. Anyway, maybe no. Maybe by, like, noon, I'm starting to really think about it. I'm, like, looking over draft positions, mocks and stuff. I've been keeping up with it anyway. I'm listening to every podcast that's coming out, at least for the ones that I like, you know. But I'm up to date on the draft. I know who's supposed to go where, what's supposed to happen when. You know, I keep tabs on the NFL. You're there. Year-round. I'm a year-round NFL guy. Yeah, your hand on the pulse. So, <laughs> I'm miserable because the Bears suck. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. They signed Andy Dalton. They're like, this is it. This is what we're doing. This is our team. This is what we got. Our pick was 20 because we barely made the playoffs, which we shouldn't have done, and it ruined our position at getting anything good. And I was just like, what are they going to do? And it's just like, basically, no matter what they do, it's not going to do anything. And, like, the misery will just continue. And I fell into a very deep depression. And I was like, this is going to be such a rough night. Like, it's like, no matter what name they call, it will not make this team any good. And I will still be really sad. And we squandered all the potential because again this is still going back to like we built a team two years ago with 
a slightly competent quarterback definitely could have won the Super Bowl. And most of that roster is still there, so there's still hope, but just not not with what we got. So it's just like, this is going to be rough. Yep. <clears throat> got to see where we take it from. Okay, here. so that's that's the backstory, And then we'll I'll, I'll go pick by pick from there. Because th- then we'll really get into how it went, how I how I was feeling. Okay, so Trevor Lawrence goes one as expected. Zach Wilson goes two as expected. So I'd seen pictures of this kid, and he's got a young face, which uh, again everybody had mentioned this, but then you see him at the draft, dude. He looked like a Woody doll. What? What? Like, Here, let like- me show you a picture of him, because for obviously those listening, if you couldn't tell already, Georgie Boy over here is not a big sports guy. So this is kind of fun. He can learn about Zach Wilson. I'm a small sport. So Zach guy. Wilson. Like shuffleboard. He's a kid from BYU. Why do all these pictures of him have a helmet on? I don't want to see that. Okay, look at this little baby boy. Oh, whoa, what? Yeah. He was the number two pick in the NFL draft. He looks like he's 11 years old. Talent's talent. Well, so I was immediately like, based on his face, he's not winning. Oh, and then the, there's this video of... They were doing like poses. So like all the people who are projected to go at the top of the draft, they're actually at the draft so they can like get drafted and go on stage. Ah. Bunch of guys were posing together for picks like, oh, this is the class. And there's just like this video of him surrounded by like buff black dudes. And he's like looking around and he looks really nervous and uncomfortable. And it's like, ah, that's your boy, New York. (laughs) The Jets are at it again. (laughs) Being the Jets. Love it. And then, so this, number three, this is where the domino started to fall that led to the probably greatest day of my life. Tell Let's me. say, moment, at least. So the 49ers, honestly, let me give all the credit in the world. So this came, this has come so full circle. It's really just beautiful, the poetry of the NFL draft. So the 49ers fleeced the Bears which caused us to trade up for Mitch Trubisky, who nobody wanted. We could have traded 10, 20 picks backwards and still got him. And they fleeced us hard. And this year, they didn't fleece any teams specifically. They just mystified everyone. They let everybody to believe that they were going to take Mac Jones from Alabama, which would have been crazy because they traded all this shit and he would have just been available. It would have been They would have done a Mitch Trubisky to themselves. <laughs> That's what they they were like telling everybody we're gonna draft Mitch Trubisky. They'd have bought their own they told magic the whole teams. league that yes, and then what they did instead was draft Trey Lance. Ooh, now this yeah. guy he's like he is a mystery guy kind of he's barely played, but he seems like he's gonna be a stud regardless. That then sets a whole domino effect because a lot more people want Trey Lance than Mac Jones. So if they draft Mac Jones, somebody's getting Trey Lance, blah, blah, blah. That butterfly affects the whole draft. Mm -hmm. But they pick Trey Lance, right? So then the Falcons, they don't want Mac Jones. Why not? I don't know. But they take Kyle Pitts. Surefire thing. Good move. The Bengals go Jamar Chase. Good move. Reuniting teammates. I like that. They need O-line help. They'll get O-line help. That's a better move. Dolphins, Jalen Waddell, same deal. Lions, they get Sewell. Great move. Panthers, here we go. They help us out again. They draft J.C. Horn, cornerback. Wasn't even expected to be the first cornerback taken. Don't really know what they're thinking. Could end up being a good pick. But it's like, why are you passing on Justin Fields? You know what? I'm going to have that part of the Justin Fields talk right now. The year, all throughout the entire college football season, beginning to end through the playoffs, even the month after, all the talk was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, one and two, one and two, one and two. Some people had, drop my phone. Some people had um, Trevor, or some people had Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence. That's how good people thought he was. And then all that happened was the regular draft thing. People just keep talking and talking, and they just keep looking and looking, and they just talk themselves out of picks. And he just starts slipping and slipping and slipping. And it's like, why? We don't really know. There's no real reason why. We're just fucking this guy over. And that's fine. Trust me. It's fine. For me. Now. It isn't for him, technically, but it worked out great. Anyway, the point is, he ends up being that guy that falls. You're the Carolina Panthers. You're the Denver Broncos. 
the Lions even. It's like, why would you pass him? I guess the Lions, they can Sewell. They have Jared Goff. Jared Goff sucks, but it's like that's your thought process. The Panther, I don't know. I just don't get it. The Broncos especially. Like, if the Broncos drive to Justin Fields, they would be in such good position right now. It literally makes no... They're so stupid. But anyway, they draft Patrick Sertan, fine. They want to be the greatest defense of all time. Good for them. Maybe they will be. They're going to fucking suck. They're going to look like the Bears. <laughs> Their offense is going to be bad. So They better write a song. Well, they got Teddy Two Gloves, at least. What a name. <laughs> it's good. But then the Eagles, they trade up for Devontae. So here's what happened. Then the Cowboys were going to get a cornerback. They were going to get Patrick Sertan. Broncos drafted him. So they trade back. Eagles trade up. Boom. They get Devontae Smith. Bada boom. That leads us to the moment. We've all been waiting for. It changed my life for the better. You definitely look taller. (laughs) Let me tell you. So the New York Giants are right there. First of all, the New York Giants, everybody's giving them all this credit for this trade because the guy, so their GM had never traded back before, and he just gets credit for finally trading. This guy's a fucking moron. What'd he do? He didn't draft Justin Fields, and he traded the pick. Like, yeah, good for him. He traded and got some value. Your quarterback's Daniel Jones. This guy tripped over his own feet. He can't even run. Can't keep his own feet out of the way. <laughs> he fucking sucks. Anyway, so the trade comes in. Here's my thought process. So it hit me. The way it goes on the telecast, which by the way, the worst thing about not having cable is having to watch the ABC version of the NFL draft because they put the college football guys on it. What do you mean put them on it? Like the guys who do the telecast. Are oh, the college football guys. crew? It's not the NFL crew, so they talk about all of it from a collegiate perspective. Whereas, like, I'm watching this because I like the NFL. Yeah, these are the new NFL guys. Yeah, so and they so they never know what the fuck they're talking about, and they never is there, uh, they is don't a analyze anything. It? Is there a way to watch it where the NFL guys? Do you just it? have to have ESPN. So, but they do their own. Just yes, the they just don't. Str- ESPN Plus doesn't stream things that air on ESPN. That's how stupid that service is still. Do they stream the, things I think from like towards... ESPN2 and weird stuff? Yes. So the technology is there. They're just they're, not doing it. it. I don't know what it is. It's licensing or it's something. It's but, cheddar, baby. It's always But cheddar. regardless, that's all ESPN. I don't know. The NFL doesn't want to be on ESPN+. Plus. Also, it doesn't make sense. It's dumb. Uh, yeah, I got yeah, through yeah. it. Anyway, so it just says, boom, trade. And I'm like... Oh, fuck. The Patriots traded up? Because there was all this talk. The Patriots are at 15. There was all this talk about Justin Fields falling to them. And that was my mentality this entire draft, mind you. That was why I led with this. I'm miserable this entire time. I'm watching the draft just as a fan of the NFL, just seeing what happens. And I'll see what the Bears get. But I'm sad this whole time. And then at 11, they're like, oh, a trade. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I do like the Patriots. I've said that on here. They're my AFC team. They have been since I was like six years old. Bada boom. So I'm like, oh, the Patriots are doing it, huh? They're act- it, Everybody was right. They're moving up. And then I was like, wait, what if it's the Bears? And then I see that orange, like the little graphic flips, and I explode. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, they finally are doing something. That like you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not a pr- like the Bears basically existed to just oppress the emotions of all of its fans. Like they literally have only made decisions that hurt the team and the thus their performance and thus our emotions. Yep. Crippling. And it's like they're finally doing, and it's just like a wait. Li- like it was like we won the Super Bowl. It's like show me, don't tell me. And, and then, and then. But wait, my heart going. drops for a second. Why? That they're gonna fuck this up, and ah. they're gonna trade up and pick Mac Jones. Is that what? Because that was the guy who was rumored to go at three at one point. Like you know what I mean? That was a big rumor guy. And wouldn't that just be the most Bears thing to do? And so I'm, I go from being on cloud nine <laughs> to being right back in the sewers, <laughs> to being like, oh my god, this is even worse than us doing nothing. And then Roger Goodell walks out with some dude and he goes on this spiel. It takes him like four minutes before they announce the pick. I'm losing my fucking mind. It's the only, it was the first time they'd done it all night, or at least that I'd noticed, right? It's the only time that I wanted to get out quickly. 
and they say Justin Fields, and I reignite my flame. Wow. And I have been excited. And it's like, oh, the Bears gave up a lot. They didn't give up that much. All we did was swap picks. We gave up a late rounder this year. So we swapped picks, gave up a late rounder this year. Not bad. Next year, we don't have a first, but we have Justin Fields. Yes. And we were already a playoff team without him. Now, for sure. Bolstering. So, like, that first round pick will, again, not be that good. (laughs) It's just like, that's not that big of a thing to give up. You know what I mean? Even if they miss the playoffs, we're going to win seven, eight games. You know, like the pick, what I'm saying is like, no matter what, we didn't like lose like the third pick in the draft next year. Yeah. It's not going to be that big of a deal. And the better the bears are, the worse that pick is. We got a fucking quarterback for the first time in the history of the team. Well worth it. And then they give up a late rounder next year. Also, who gives a fuck? Nobody. So really, in my mind, we only gave up one first for him. That's how I look at it. You know, you can get another third or fourth trading anybody doing whatever. It takes money to make money. If it takes two first to get the best player we've ever had, I'll give you six. We were gonna, <laughs> we were talking about trading for Russell Wilson. They were gonna give him half the defense, three first round. But you know what I mean? They were gonna give up everything we had, and I was thrilled. I was all in for it. Can you do that? Can you trade multiple players for one player? Yeah, that's out. As long as it fits, there are certain things you can't do. Like you couldn't trade somebody like your next ten first round draft picks. There's a cap. Like, you can only do th- you can only you do three. Have. No, you'll have them forever, but you can't do things that are so detrimental to your team that it would, like, ruin it. Yeah, because, like, hey, buddy, you might not even work here by then. Because there's rules against tanking. Like, you don't want teams to lose on purpose also. Like, I could just trade you 10 picks for a guy that sucks, and now my team will be bad. And yeah, you know what I, I mean? Because I bet 50 grand that my team's going to lose. Yeah, whatever. So, like, there's, there's rules for things like that, but basically, no. As long as you can make it work financially, you can trade anything for anything. You can trade coaches, technically. Cool. Can we trade equipment? I don't know. <laughs> Not the point. But <laughs> I know. So he's like the best player we've ever had, man. And it is just the franchise instantly turns around. And people, here's what bothers me is that like everybody in sports media is just so inclined and they show it. Just like it reminds me of almost like Trump, how he would just lie and then like say he didn't and then people would believe them. Like they just make up a thing and then they stick to it, right? So everybody's thing is that the Bears suck, which they do, but they suck because of Mitch and then Nick Foles, and then the offensive line wasn't that good. But now they have Justin Fields, who at one point was the number two pick in the draft, but somehow the Bears now have a long way to go. They addressed the only gaping issue they had. Ah, okay, yeah, they patched the ship. But everybody's like, yeah, I don't know, you know, maybe in a couple years we'll see. And it's like, wait, so is he one of the best prospects to come out of the draft? Or are the Bears the worst team in the NFL or something? You know what I mean? It's just like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know how we could improve our team and now we're worse. Yeah. They don't, they don't the, want to. There, there's a weird thing now where every narrative has to be, if your team isn't actively in rebuild mode, then your team just should be. Like, the two things that get acknowledged in conversation in sports journalism are... You should you're either a contender or you're atrocious. There's no building anymore. Like nobody gets credit for being middle of the road and like getting there. Now we missed our mark. We had a peak and lost it. We definitely have a ch- like, you know, we dipped. I'm not saying we didn't suck and we're in a horrific team. But like our star running back tore his ACL. You know what I mean? It's like we're getting a lot of pieces back and we made great additions. So this weird theory that like we're going to win four games next year. It's like, that doesn't even make any sense. That was never a thought in my head. You know, but that's what people seem to have wrong. Like Bears fans are miserable because we can't go either way. Yeah. We're stuck in the middle of the fucking road. It's the worst place to be. Because yeah. at least when you suck, there's hope that you could get Justin Fields. Like, there was no thought in my mind that we could get him. Or we were going to have to give up so much. And that would be a risk because there is a chance that he's not good. Yeah. Not in my mind right now, the way I'm happy about it and the way he looks. I've been I've you know what I mean? I've been watching like Instagram stories. He was on he was at the facility in like three hours. He's already working out with logos on, and I am like so all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've never felt this before because we've never done this. We drafted Mitch Trubisky. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? This is how it would have felt if we got Deshaun Watson, which, like I said, if he's a predator, this may have all been just the long haul best thing that ever could have happened to us, other than just getting Patrick Mahomes. But, again, I'll go back. Nobody knew. Nobody knew about Patrick Mahomes. So no. anybody who wants to act like they did, they didn't. Yeah. Lying. Bandwagon. Yeah, very few people did. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I just think, like, the Bears are back. I'm 100% in. Ride or die. And I think Justin Fields is going to be fucking great. Dude, he's Cam Newton, but he's good at throwing. It's like this Cam guy. Cam Newton, but he's good at shooting. This guy is unbelievable. Like, you watch him play, and it just doesn't seem correct, the things that he's able to do. Defying gravity. He's he's like the th- second fastest guy on the team. <laughs> he's from the moon. He's the fucking quarterback. It's the best thing that's ever happened, and I'm thrilled. So that was my sidebar note for talking about the Bears for the NFL draft. We'll, we'll keep going through the first round. <laughs> and then we'll go back to the Bears because we got to talk about their other draft picks. But, like, let me tell you, like, this is a monumental thing. Whether you're aware of it or not, this is, like, the biggest thing that's ever happened. And people are honestly selling it short. Like, people in Chicago should be excited. And people want to be like, oh, I don't know, like, what if he doesn't pan out? Why would you think he wouldn't pan out? Like, that's the wrong mentality to have, baby. Like, we're back. And by back, like, we're here for the first time. This is something we've never had before. Don't call it a comeback because we've never been here. He's going to be a fucking stud. And I'm excited. And we'll finally find out. This is also my theory. Is Nagy good? And Trubisky was holding him back? And, like, it cycled into bad offense? Or did Nagy just get in his own head and he sucks? We'll find out because now he's got a guy who's got the talent to execute. He can throw to his left. We confirmed it. Mitch Trubisky literally could not throw to the left side of the field. Always incomplete. Wow. Not literally, but like 20% incomplete. Enough to be ineffective. Yeah. Justin Fields can do it. So he can do a lot more than that, too. <laughs> um, then the rest of the way, it kind of went pretty chalk a lot of the way, and a lot of teams were pretty smart. You know? Cowboys, they need a lot. Like, see, like, the Cowboys suck. They should be miserable. But then they draft a linebacker, and people are like, oh, Cowboys next year, you know, defense might be better. Dak's coming back. It's like, really? Okay. That's what we're talking about? Yeah. They're like, yeah, Chicago has a lot of holes. I mean, the defense is good, and they've got some playmakers. It's like, so where are the holes then? The offensive line and quarterback? Again, just fixed. Like, where's your analysis? It's clearly stacked. Well, it's not stacked. It's just like, why aren't you looking at what you're saying? Like, to me, like, the Jaguars aren't going to be one of the worst teams in the league next year. They improved so tremendously. It's just like, they'll still suck, though. But they might win six games. You know what I mean? It's just like, how are you not analyzing the, the, the astronomical growth they make in one draft? It's, it matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Bucks got Tom Brady. They won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, one player can really make a difference if there is a roster. Like, the rest of the roster is there. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, so we go linebacker, tackle. The Jets trade up to take a guard. They probably didn't need to trade up. Probably a dumb move. Whatever. I mean, he's a good player. Patriots get Mac Jones. I don't know if Mac Jones will be good. They might be able to make him good. It's hard to say. It's a crapshoot. Quarterbacks are always a crapshoot. You never know who's going to be good. Justin Fields is going to be one of them, though. Yeah. One of the four. Ooh. But, uh, Cardinals go linebacker. Oh, the the Raiders... They reached and took a tackle. Basically, their mentality is like, we're going to take the guy we want if he's available, which is like, yeah, that's fair, but if somebody's willing to trade and you could just get your guy later, you should. But that was really just their big knock. Like, draft nerds love ripping people apart for things like that. Can't believe he didn't trade back. It's just like, well, they could just not trade. You know what I mean? Yeah, that fourth-round pick they got for trading back – could maybe potentially be some guy someday. Yeah. And it's all theory-based, and they're just not that into it. You know, you could go either way. On the metric side of it, I do get it, but also it's like if you think your guy's that good and he's there, just take him. I do also agree with that. Yeah, get it while it's hot. Yeah, but they did every. it was universally agreed upon that it was a reach. Uh, Miami picked a guy who was, like, hella injured and, like, retired at one point. I think that's a risky move. You never want to go with the guy with an injury history unless, like, you, like, if it was once. Like, a guy, oh, he got hurt three years ago. 
or whatever. But you don't you don't do the guy who's like he got so fucked up he retired and then came back. He retired in college, like probably not a good sign, bro. You think this guy's gonna last? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Washington just adding to that defense, so they're still gonna suck. Like I don't know what they think they're gonna do. The Giants get Tony. That guy's like one of those guys who's either like gonna be out of the league in a year or two, or he's gonna be tearing everybody a new asshole. So we'll see. Might not tear people a new asshole when Daniel Jones is your quarterback. Um, yeah, and the rest of the way it just kind of goes chalk. The Steelers get a running back, even though they have no offensive line. Like your running game sucked because your line sucks, not because your back sucked. What are you gonna do there? And they also haven't been good at running for a long time, so it's like, why are you using your first-round pick on a running back? I don't know. <laughs> dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And, yeah, the rest of the way, nothing exciting happened. Everybody just kind of went with whatever. No big names came off, blah, blah, blah. But the Bears then in the second round trade up again, and the guy they drafted, a lot of people had predicted for them to take at their original slot at 20 in the first round. Whoa. So, basically, the Bears get two first-round picks. Quarterback, offensive lineman, the two biggest areas we need. Then we end up with not a pick until the fifth round. We get this other big, monstrous motherfucker at O-line. If we have any kind of coaching, we'll turn him into a stud. The team's ready. If we get the offensive line going and Justin Fields properly brought in and we make sure he is ready to play, we're good. And we shouldn't bring, honestly, no matter how, uh, not no matter how good he looks, but... They should hesitate to bring him in until they're confident in the O-line's ability to protect him. Because he could come in and tear the league up and get his ass fucking kicked and we can lose a bunch of games and then it's not worth risking that for him. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe Burrow got his ass fucking beat last year and people were like, it's only a matter of time. And eventually he tore his ACL. On like a freak play too. It wasn't even out of maliciousness. Like he was getting like, clobbered and people thought he was gonna it looked like he was gonna like lose his ribs and shit the way he was getting knocked around and concussions and stuff none of that happened but he still got hurt if this we don't want this guy to get hurt i don't want this guy to get hurt so that's my only thing i just want it to be handled well if they fuck this shit up i'm gonna be miserable like he needs to be handled properly absolutely so we'll see if we're the team to do it i think we might beat well, history would say otherwise, Georgie. Truly, we're breaking molds. History would say otherwise, but I'm very excited for the NFL season, as I always am. There's other sports going on. Table tennis. <laughs> always. Slap, slap. But no, NBA playoffs are coming. The Bulls suck. They won't be there. <laughs> so. Neither will I. So there's that. The United Center's opening up, but no teams will be playing because they're all losing. The Hawks suck as well. So there's that. We're coming back. I'm getting vaxxed. Go check out (laughs) the previous episode, episode 55, live in New York. We got a video episode. Rate, review, subscribe to this show. Pass the word along. Uh, Merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. Multiplex, WolfX. There's music everywhere. We got Georgie here cooking up a storm. This guy's flipping shrimp. Hibachi hero. Ooh. That's not bad. You come up with that? I, I, you know, that may be not the first, but no one told me. That's all right. I yeah. like it. I yeah. like it. We'll, we'll roll. <laughs> we'll roll with it. The yeah. Hibachi hero himself. The Sultan of George Spain. L. Richter. And remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calc you later. Calc calculator. Calc calculator. Maybe we should make a song. I've always wanted to have an intro or an outro song. I'd be into that. But the thing is, it's like, I know I'll get sick of it. Eventually. What if it's like 200 episodes down the line? And then like the people love it. But I don't want it. But like I want to change it. We but can make it so that we don't have to hear it. Yeah, but I'll know it's there. You know, that's just one of those things. Yeah, the telltale heart. Yeah. I can't deal with it. It's too much guilt on my brain. 
Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to kill somebody and then <laughs> still live in that. Uh, yeah, me either. Anyways, we'll probably have to uh, table that <laughs> for another time. We'll talk about your various abilities to kill and not kill. I I know exactly when I shouldn't do it, and t- right now it's all the time. When you should kill? Shouldn't kill. But sometimes it feels like maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, stay tuned next week to find out if that happens. Uh, calculator. <laughs>